This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Behrens. Thank you very much for tuning in. We did something we don't normally do on this episode. We actually talked comedy. And one thing, when I started this podcast in 2020, I never wanted this to be like a comedy podcast where we're talking all this inside baseball. Because, I mean, I, I just think it's more interesting to hear people, especially comedians, talk about life than comedy. It's when I see a comedian on stage and they're just talking comedy, I'm just really turned off. I'm just like, oh god, this. So recently, so I did that. Sh- I did that joke one time at another show, and then they were like, ah, and somebody came up to me. I was like, oh god, just say a pussy ass joke and move the fuck on. Anyways, we we had a lot of fun with this one. Also, if you are in LA, you can see me and Matt working this Friday at Oino Vino. 9 p.m. You guys can get tickets at LaughCityLA.eventbrite. Uh, we're also me and Matt uh, will also be playing in Oxnard Friday, November 4th. So you got you guys can check that out. And for the Bay Area people, a lot of people have been like, "Hey, when are you coming back to the Bay?" When I say a lot of people, I mean like seven. <laughs> but I <coughs> I will be back in the Bay Area for two weeks. The week before Thanksgiving. And then the week after Thanksgiving, I got shows uh, all around Oakland, San Francisco. And then I will be working at the Alameda Comedy Club with Sammy Obeyed the day after Thanksgiving, Friday and Saturday. So if you're in the Bay Area, you guys get your tickets and be on the lookout on the Instagrams and the, the Facebooks and all the medias for that. And with that said, hope you guys enjoy the show. All right. So last time we were here. You and I were on my on the way to my birthday dinner, mm-hmm. and I remember we both took an edible. And like I never see, like Matt never indulges in weed, so like I was like, <laughs> this is gonna be really fun. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, we haven't gotten high together in years, probably since I want to say like 2018 when we when you were crashing at someone's place in kind of Santa Monica adjacent. We went to Cha Cha Chicken uh, and just cruised around for a little bit. Wait, wait, no, that, that had to be like 2019, right? Because that's when you just broke up with your girl at the time. No, no, that was. Oh no, 2018. Yeah, we were, we were at the courts of Venice. Yeah, yeah we was yeah. a cha cha. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was the last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was so, the last time. Long time, long time. But yeah, you know, I'm going to say no on your birthday, man. Come on. No, yeah, that, that, that was fun. So yeah, we go to Oestria La Buca, which Lovely is on Melrose. Lovely Italian restaurant. It's very um, it's not. I told somebody, like, yeah, I'm bringing these uh, bottles of California wine to my birthday. Like, California wine with Italian food? I'm like, relax. It's California Italian. Like, this yeah, is... Yeah. They brought out this lovely... It was, like, goat cheese with uh, peach jam and bread. And we just dipped it. We're like, oh, this shit is good. And Clay Newman was there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my homie Drew, who I know from back in the day, uh, his little brother, Rishi, was there. And I, we found out that my homie Drew, who I know through playing basketball um, at Cal... When we did that outdoor show, we were like, oh, shit, his brother's out here. Fuck all the backstory. Look, niggas was at my birthday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good group of guys. Yeah, yeah, good group of guys in, in with, with, uh, with with one bad apple. <laughs> so, so anyways, like, let, let me just, let me just like, like cut straight to the point. So, at my birthday, right, is there are, like, these people that come in my life that kind of, like, invite themselves in. Mm-hmm. And me being the type of person that I am, like... Cause I got plenty of friends like Matt and and Will that 
I relate to more, but they just don't really be going out like that. <laughs> so, because mm. <laughs> they have kids or they're 75 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I find myself like, if Sony's just like, hey, Lyle, wanna hang out? I'm like, sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, dude comes to my birthday, white dude, keep in mind. And we're not going to identify him. All we're going to say is he comes to my birthday, right? We're hanging around, drinking. Everybody rolls out except Rishi, me, and his dude, right? At the bar drinking. And dude, and, and, and uh, white dude, this this there, he um he goes, he starts flirting with the bartender. And I'm like, that's a little odd. Normally, you try to get the birthday boy to pussy. Like, yeah, it's it's. Def- and he's, he's got a girlfriend at home, by the way. Right. He's got a girlfriend yeah. at home. But even just be, yeah, exactly. Just be on, like, my friend's birthday party is not, like, the time I'm looking to, yeah, like, flirt or hook up or even, yeah. like, start something with somebody. It's like, I'm, I'm there for the person whose birthday it is. So that's what I'm focused on, is making sure that they have a good time. Yeah, you always try to get the homie. But I wasn't even looking at it because I like going there. So I'm like, I'm not going to try to fuck the staff, like, yeah. a place I go to, like, Two, Comedy three times a month. Rules, baby. Comedy club rules. You don't try to fuck the staff. You know, yeah. even road gigs, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. But um, so that happens, and I'm just chill, nursing this drink, and then I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, hmm, what am I gonna get into after this? Because I was gonna go hit some bar by myself, and then maybe try to get myself like some late night action, mm-hmm. or just slide in a bunch of DMs. But I'm just having like a real thirty-two year old like, oh, we went through a lot of shit this year. Another one around the sun. I was just thinking all that like Instagram birthday shit. So then he's he's like flirting with her and he's like, I really like your outfit. <laughs> Doesn't he talk so fucking annoying? Uh, I mean, you know, everyone has their mannerisms speaking. It's never never bothered me, but I your your impression is good. I, I'm gonna say I feel like he learned how to talk from the internet, okay? It's like I mean there's a lot of people like that these days. I I, I mean to be fair, there's definitely some internet sh- jargon that's in my vocabulary that just shouldn't be. No, okay, I'm not talking about slang, though. I'm talking about, like, the cadence, like, the way you speak. Like, hey, what's up, y'all? Yo, you know yeah. what this is. Yeah, like, it's just, like, kind of sounds like a Reddit post. That's what I'm saying. That's what that, that's what I mean. Like, the cut of the shit. I'm not talking about, like, slang. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started saying no cap because of the internet. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, so anyways, he was like... Are you single? Are you on Instagram? And it's like, bro, I gotta look at this whack ass game on my fucking birthday. Bitch ass nigga. Fine, whatever. So then they exchange Instagrams later, and then he's like, hey, um, you wanna go outside and smoke? I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, okay. Then he asked me again if I wanna smoke. And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, if you wanna go, go ahead. Like, if you wanna bounce, it's all good. He's like, no, I just, um, she's like wrapping up and I wanna stay here. I'm like, like, we're good. Then she's like, oh, it's your birthday? Uh, then she pours me another glass of wine, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm like, cool, like, I'm chilling. And then she's like, how, oh, how do you? And then she, I'm like, oh, I'm 32. And she says, oh, wow, you definitely don't look 32. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Boy, could you cut that tension with the knife, with the butter knife? Right, right, right. <laughs> and now, and like, she wasn't flirting with me. She was just like. <laughs> yeah, being a, yeah. Being good, a good employee. And I look like my fucking industry age, 28. I do look like a 27, 28-year-old nigga, you know, despite my, my habits. So that happens. Then you ask me again, he's like, you know, I just kind of want to leave. I'm like, uh, here's the thing. I don't respond well to this. So you should just drop it or bounce if you feel uncomfortable. But this is what I'm doing. And also, it's like, 
there are two other women eating in the corner. Yeah. And he goes like, well, because, you know, I've worked service industry. So, like, I don't, I'm like, nigga, no, we're not doing this fucking. Yeah, the door is there if you want to go out. Uh, The wait staff, I've never, I've never been, I've never overstayed my welcome without somebody being like, hey, someone on the staff, someone working at a place be like, hey, we're going to wrap up. We really need you to leave. And it's like, all right, cool. I'm out. And I've always gotten a timer. Like, just so you know, in 15 minutes, uh, you're going to want to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I have a, like, there are two people eating like bowls of pasta in the corner, two women, and I have like a glass of wine. So it's not like, it's also you're showing your ignorance with alcohol because it's not like it's a beer. It's not like it's a shot. It is wine. Like, wine does not taste good when you gulp it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's yeah. meant to be savored. Yeah. It's a fucking sip and drink. Um, it's a sip and drink. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just grandstanding for, for the sake of like, trying to like look good in front of this person that they were trying to hook up with and it's like it's not it's not what this is it's not what we're here to do and it's not this person the the bartender does not care because they will say if they care she poured you the glass yeah you know so it's like yeah she clearly didn't have anywhere she needed to be and was cool with you all taking your time um so go figure on that and it was also just like, and this is why, like, because my birthday, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to invite everybody. Like, well, if you want to come pull up, we eat and we drinking. Like, I'm not thinking of that. Serious. I, I should have been more particular. This is why I'm such a picky motherfucker. Yeah. Because it's always going to be that one person you're like, oh, no, they should be able to be cool. And then they fuck everything up. Right. Yeah. It's you got to you got to be selective sometimes. And even. Yeah, if you're bringing someone who's maybe not in your inner circle to, like, an event, you got to, yeah, you got to think hard about, like, all right, is this really, like, what is this person going to contribute? I mean, that's kind of how I kind of fit on my birthday, because, like, there are some people there that, like, I consider friends, but, like, I'm not particularly close with, but I was like, oh, this person will just be really fun to just sit and have a drink with on a Saturday night with nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, You know, it's like, yeah, they'll show up dance a little bit and we'll hang out and it'll be good to catch up with them like yeah you gotta your birthday you gotta be picky with who's around uh fucked up yeah you gotta you wanna basically be able to game plan to the point where you're you know where you're lebron calling out the the (laughs) offensive sets before the even before the ref hands the other team the ball you know what i mean i was mad too because it's like everybody at that table i've known for like you I've known for like almost ten years. Almost ten years, like probably like nine exactly. We met in like twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. I've known Clay at least ten years. Me and Clay have been like in, even though me and Clay aren't super close, we've been in cars on the road up and down the entire state. Um, Rishi, I just met, but I've known his brother for over ten years. So by, I'm like, oh, bro, I'm cool with your brother. Like I've known your brother forever. So cool. You like, yeah, you like family by extension. So like, cool, come through. This nigga I've known for like maybe five, six years, but it's like been broken up. It's like it's, he's not somebody I see. He's like somebody I'd see like a few times a year. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he would do it and he wouldn't even appeal to my senses, be like, no, no, let's hit a spot after. Just like, hey, we got to get going. Like, like, there's a scene on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't know if you've seen it where they're in line and Larry goes, Larry asked a black woman to hurry up. Like, like, hey, could you move uh, towards the front of the line? And she was like way in the back and she wasn't moving closer to the checkout. And she's like, why don't you worry about yourself? If I, he's like, if you were waiting to say something. And then people like get mad at Larry. Then Larry runs by Leon and Leon's like, like, 
right, you fucked up, Larry. He's like, what? I would, I wouldn't, I would say that to a white guy, and it, 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 like, it'd be racist if I didn't. And I get that logic, right? But Leon said, the problem is, it's got to be black on black, okay? It's not racism, it's audacity, okay? You cannot do that in your condition of whiteness. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you cannot do that shit in your condition of whiteness. Because they was like, it was a black one, like, excuse me, sister, could you hurry the fuck up? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you gotta understand all the dynamics that are at play. I mean, I'm at somebody's birthday party. If I gotta cut out, I gotta cut out. I'm not. I am not trying to direct any sort of events or action beyond myself. So it's like if I feel. If I felt so compelled to like accommodate this, uh, the BART staff or whatever, who haven't said anything, but I've just, if in my head, I've decided I need to get out of here so these people close out, then I will just leave on my own volition. I'm not going to drag everybody with me when it's not my, when it's not my event. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, I feel, and it's like, okay, you're more concerned with your comfort in the moment that, and then, then we, I cropped him out of a picture and then we have some words after that. But the point, the point is, let me ask you this, Matt. So, you know how we have social justice warriors, right? I feel like we have this new thing called uh, service industry warriors. Where sure. it's, it's like people, you could not have a fucking meal with them without them being like... Because there's certain people where it's like, okay, like, we got to eat, and then they, like, want to control how you interact with staff. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, well, Lyle, they forgot your hot sauce three times. Maybe, maybe they just... They're busy. And I'm like, nigga, I'm paying a fucking... No, nigga, I want fucking hot sauce. I'm not being yeah. rude about it. Like, yeah, I've, I've I can't to, eat with you now. I've had to grow out of that as I've become older, where I used to like let a lot more stuff slide. Because like, I get it. I, I do get to an extent. It's like, yeah, service industry is really hard. If Definitely. You if you've done it, it, it's a difficult thing. You deal with crappy people all the time. But it's like, there's nothing wrong with pointing out that somebody's doing their job incorrectly if you do it in a nice, respectful way. You know, hey, I'm really sorry, but I've asked for this hot sauce a couple of times and I'd really like it for my meal. Could you, could, could someone bring it as soon as possible? Thanks. You know, it's like, it's, so there's been like this overcorrection because I think for so long people were used to just treating wait staff like Boomers. Shit. Yeah. And having this entitlement and like, I've seen it from like, I've definitely seen it from like my parents. So it's like, you can't talk to a person like that. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot. Of oh, you're like, doing great. And then tip them 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like a lot of millennials and like Gen Z people, we want to like co- correct the mistakes of our forefathers. By yeah. Being too accommodating to the point where it's like, it ruins our experience. And it's like, well, they're there to provide a service to the people patro- who are patrons in the restaurant. So if they're not, providing a good service it's okay to point that out just don't be a dick about it but you weren't this wasn't even that situation no one there was no complaints happening there was no it was just like yeah but there's definitely there's definitely some people who are just like yeah just standing up for uh for white staff and service industry folks in a way that's like well you're Letting them not get away with not doing their job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, we got, like, these buzzfeeds, like, 48 ways to piss off your server. It's like, it should be 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like those other, yeah, those other 28, those are just, those are just things that happen in the course of life. So... Yeah, it's like as long as you're not snapping your fingers. And yeah, no, not at all. Like, yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm an excellent tipper for a black, and I'm fucking. 
<laughs> are you comfortable sharing your percentage on the airwaves? Wait, you don't know my percentage? I mean, we've gone out before. Like, you haven't, you've seen me tip. I don't look at your receipts. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Anyway, no, no, but I, I, uh, I'm like, a, if I'm, if I'm a regular, I'm like 25 percent at least. Yeah, I mean that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm 20 percent. Yeah. If I know I'm not coming back, like I'll, do, you know, 15. And, and like usually there's a reason I'm not coming back, and it's like, but yeah. I also what I don't do is I don't blame. Like if it's food, I like I'm not gonna take out a bad meal on the staff. And especially if they're like, because I'm one of them niggas, like, how was everything? And then I'll tell them, like, well, they kind of fucked this up. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, hey, hey you didn't make it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and, then, and then they're like, oh, thank you. And I'll tip, you know, it'll be like yeah. 18% or something like yeah, that. Yeah, bad, bad tip means that the service is bad, not that the food was bad. Yeah. Um, and some people cannot make that distinction. But again, yeah, it's like you don't need to, yeah, there, there's definitely an overcorrection that's going to happen. And I, I'm going to say, because this thing that happened, it reminded me of something that happened with my mom. And I'm like, there's a thing where it, with people that hang out with black people. Because look, same th- all right, so my mom, it was this lady that worked uh, near my, she worked at the gym across like uh, from where my mom works. And mm-hmm. she was like the cat, and she would hook my mom up like, and she was like a Filipino lady from the Philippines, mm-hmm. a very thick accent and all that stuff. Um, can we say fresh off the boat? No, that's okay. We can't say that. <laughs> that's a, that's right. an right. Hey, good thing you asked. Good, good. See, this this podcast is a give and a take. It's the removal of the stick from my ass and removal of vocabulary from. <laughs> that's that's what it, that's what this show is all about. Can we say plane? Can we say she's fresh off the plane? You can't say fresh off the enemy. You can just say that she is a woman with a strong Filipino accent. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but it's not just the accent. It's other things that come with it. Yeah, yeah. She's very, she's, yeah, culturally Philippine person. Yeah, yeah. And so there's the thing. And she's in the same situation with this dude who was there where we never sought them out. They Every time there was a social interaction, it was always them that initiated it. So mm-hmm. my mom was... This lady, fuck it, I'll say her name's Alma. <laughs> and she, I listen to your son's podcast. Anyway, yeah. so I can do the accent though, right? I'm a comedian. <laughs> so, hey, do you? Hey. So then, anyways, um, anyways. So don't use the N word too much as a culture for them to be upset at some light poking um, from black people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fresh off the boat asses. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a joke. It was a. It was a. Like, Lauren, we're sorry. Lauren, <laughs> Lauren Michaels, we're sorry. We just fucking around, Lauren. We fucking around, Lauren. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, continue. But to the person at the New York Daily News writing about my problematic ways, fuck you, nigga. Anyway, so um. <laughs> anyways, they were out one night, and um. That's some restaurant, and some lady that's behind my mom keeps hitting her, keeps hitting my mom's chair. And my mom says, "Excuse me, could you stop hitting my chair?" And then, and then she's, she, uh, Alma goes, "No, no, 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 Debra, no, no, Debra." And then mom's like, "What?" And then she's like, "No, no, stop! I'm sorry for my friend." I'm like, "No, she's hitting my chair. She keeps hitting my chair. I'm gonna say something." And then, yeah, Alma's logic is. Well, no, so, no, I didn't want you to, like, scream and cuss her out. And she, my mom's like, no, why would I do that for her knocking my chair? I'm just letting her know. Yep. And she's, and then Alma says, well, I had this one black friend, 
and we would go out and she'd always scream at people and cuss them out. And she said, so, cause she's black, you think I would do the same thing? And then she's like, what? no, 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 no. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah is that right? And I say all that to say, I think there is a thing of people wanting to police black people socially. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the other dynamic of this podcast is that race is uh, ingrained in the fabric of virtually every single interaction that you have in America, um, unless you're two white people. Um, yeah, no. there's absolutely this expectation that black people are loud and unruly, uh, angry, quick to violence or screaming and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I do think that there's like this preemptive caution that other ethnicities have when they're going out with black people of like oh we can't make a scene let's not make a scene here it's like, yeah it's a horribly prejudiced thing to do to just like anticipate coonery <laughs> uh, uh from people yeah it's 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 fucked up and i definitely i've seen that play out in in my social circles before and it's like it's fine we know what the line is here. It's like, we're in Walnut Creek. We understand that there's only a certain level of blackness that we're allowed to exude before it's a problem for other people. You do not have to let us know ahead of time. So, no, 100% right. Yeah, and that shit... So, so anyways, point being, that shit just had me kind of be like, you know what? You gotta, all this, you invited the cookout. And, and I never looked to do like this. I never kind of really, like, related him, but he just wanted to be around me. So I was just like, all right, fine. And he was like, whatever. I'm trying to be more open-minded. But anyways, shit like that, it's just like, you try to let white people be your friend, even, and fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, white dudes, uh, white dudes have a tendency to disappoint. I, I'm gonna <sighs> say that, um. But it, but it happens, you know. Lesson learned, I guess. You know, uh, keep the keep the circle tighter for the for the personal events and stuff, and, and go from there. Still, so was a very. I mean, it was I a get, fun night. I, like, yeah, I up, the, up until that nigga showed yeah, up. That was the benefit. Also, I was going to say that I guess was the other benefit is that we basically finished dinner. Yeah. By the time that that person showed up, so there was a good the first three fourths of that of that event were fantastic. You would have fucked up my meal. I mean, like, well, you know, Lyle, they're kind of busy. Do you really need Parmesan? Like, oh, I, I, look, let me tell you, like, if you work service industry, t- hats off to you. But if you're one of those people where you just cannot, or it's like you turn into somebody's parent, like, no, no, we don't do that. Like, don't eat with me, bitch ass nigga. Like, anyways, um, moving on from that, uh, I met Bill Burr. Yeah. Yeah. You got, uh, you got bumped. I did. All right. So, so here's what happened. Cause you know, what's funny. It's like you listen to, and a lot of people that listen to this podcast also listen to the Bill Burr Monday, whatever the fuck is shit is. I listen to it too, but like a lot of people listen to Burr's podcast and listen to this. So what's funny is you hear all this stuff like, yeah, so he's doing a spot over at da, 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 whatever the fuck. You never hear about like, oh yeah. And then this whole other show could not happen because I felt like working out like 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Right. And in, fair, in fairness to Burr, it was like he is like we had a show of flappers in the side room, the Yoohoo room, and then he was doing a show in the main room. Uh, Voss was there, and everybody's like, "Yeah, fuck it, we're gonna go see him." And nobody stumbled into the uh, the side room. Yeah, tough break, but you know, there, the game is the game. Yeah, you know, 
that's better than like showing up and just being like this show I'm taking over this room that this show has already been scheduled for and nobody is getting up. You know, it's it's not it's really not getting bumped in in that way. It's like and it's like what is a club going to do? Say no. It's like they need they want to make money and they're going to make a crap ton of money by Wilbur showing up and just doing some shit, you know? So yeah, yeah. More power to the, I, I hope to I hope to shut down the Yuhu room myself one day. <laughs> so fuck it. I'll do that just to be petty and then do five minutes and leave. Five. <laughs> like Lyle would just do five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> That's why I haven't done late night. Um, I don't know how to do five minutes. So, uh, I, so Burr is there and he's talking with this other comic, and I'm just sitting to the side and I'm like, I gotta shake this nigga's hand. Like, I just gotta, he's an influence. I got, like, I go up to him, like, oh, see, I don't mean to interrupt, but, you know, I just, like, you know, I gotta say, uh, what's up, you know, it, and then he, I just gotta shake your hand. He's like, yeah, okay. And I was like, cause, you know, I heard you talking, and it's like, it's like I'm listening to the podcast, you know, and it, just a little tongue in cheek remark. And he goes, yeah, all right. And I can tell he's kind of like, I hope this guy doesn't make shit weird. He's just fucking standing, looming over to the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, what's your name? And I'm like, Lyle Bears. Lyle, yeah, cool to meet you. Uh, this is, and he introduced me to some guy on the side that uh, they were sitting talking about being parents, and he uh, does like this mob podcast. And he's like, hey, this is mob podcast, talks to all the guys. I'm like, oh, where you be having like uh, all like the the dudes that turn states evidence that are now like YouTubers on there? And then Burr says to me, he's like, he can't tell you, all right? He's sworn to secrecy. I'm like, it's a podcast, and he's talking about it. Like, he doesn't have guests, he can't, he's already talking. What are you talking about? And I'm like, I held my own. I held my own. Please. Right, but, right. Yeah. Smile to yourself in the mirror when you got home. Yeah, yeah. It was just such I a... did it. I did it. That's so. That's yeah. That's so much better than uh, interactions that I've had uh, with the famous people before. Where I'm just like, oh fuck. Um, like who? No. Uh, dude, I freaked out. Uh, I met Conan. Uh, I met Conan twice actually. The first one I handled really well. He did uh, just like a... Are you a Conan guy or was yeah, it yeah. just... Okay. Yeah. Obsessed with Conan since like third grade. Um, but uh, That's great. But yeah, so uh, he did a thing at UCSB my senior year. And so he opened the field up to questions. And basically I was like, I'm going to do your show one day. Uh, and like and he was like... I think I said like, I'm going to do your show in like, in like seven years or something like that. And he's like, well, I'm retiring in five. And then he actually did do that, uh, <laughs> which was very funny. Um, but yeah, that first time I looked like fucking the king of Santa Barbara comedy, uh, by being like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm going to, and it's like, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I did not have five minutes that could ever go on TV. UCSB, by the way, you said UCB. Oh, UCSB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Santa Barbara. Barbara. No, Matt is not improv. I like him. No, you're right. I would not be here. Um, I'd be happy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I promise we're happy uh, no, UCSB, my alma mater. And then I was working in the mailroom at this finance place, and I was going to the basement to uh, drop off the mail in the in whatever for the postman. But then, as like as I'm like walking in the elevator, like out of the corner of my eye, I just see like a tall ass red haired person, and I just turn around, I was like, oh shit, that's Conan. So like I literally I just like chuck the mail into the elevator while it closes, and then I like walk walk after him. And like literally, I'm like, oh, 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 and yeah, he was very nice, and he was like, oh, cool, you know, glad that you're out here, like, you know, pursuing your dream or whatever. Uh, cool stuff, man. Keep keep at it. And I was like, thanks. I'm gonna go shit myself. 
Um, so yeah, did not did not hold my own with Mister O'Brien the second. No, but he wasn't breaking your balls though. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. yeah. I feel it's like they kind of got to talk some shit, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Burr, yeah, is always going to look for an opportunity to. I mean, you know, that's just the environment he came up in. Yeah, it was funny. He was um, busting culture. He was talking about uh, eating like a, a shawarma. He's like, he was like, because uh, I had a girlfriend, an ex girlfriend, and she said you kind of remind me of Black Bill Burke because like you're just kind of angry and cranky like he is. Yeah. And he was like complaining about some. He's like, hey, it's real dry shawarma. God, it's, it's Middle Eastern, right? I'm like, yeah, it's Middle Eastern. It's like, well, what is that shit? And I'm like, beef and lamb. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it's dry. And, and I said, I said to Burr, I like, yeah, because you know, like uh, you see on Instagram, like the uh, as it's rotating on the spit, they'll have like something to uh, base the meat. And he said, yeah, well, these guys on Instagram, these guys aren't on Instagram. God, Middle Eastern people, they know how to live, huh? <laughs> 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 all right, that's good. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. All right. Nice meeting you, Bill. Thank you. Know, I'm Appreciate it, buddy. Who are, um, who are some people that you've met? Because like the only people that I've met, because I I started doing comedy like the year, like just about a year before Patrice died. So like that mm-hmm. never happened. Um, Chris Rock would probably be is like the last one. Eddie, but he's not like an active stand up. Um, met Chappelle a few months in doing stand up, and I we just wanted to be all the other older black comics were so cool, and I was only like five months in because he crashed the open mic in Oakland, mm-hmm. and he's just like, hey man, y'all comics, and we're the only, and we're like, yeah, we're not gonna freak out. And Dave's super, super cool, chill. He's just like, it, it almost is kind of like a peer in a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. They just can do whatever. Sure. And then Burr, who's like some people that you met where you're like, you looked at her, you're like, oh man, I fuck with them. And, I haven't had really any super prolonged interactions with like, I guess like upper level standups to say that. Um, yeah, I like, like, I can't think of a, a particular interaction. You know, from like laughology, like m- most of the comics were always really nice uh laughology context laughology show i used to run when i was in college that's so how me and matt met yeah, yeah we'd have people come up from la uh to like headline and stuff like that so i mean you know like uh like maz jabrani was always great uh let's see uh joey diaz talked with us for like like 40 minutes after the show hi everyone matt here In this next segment of the podcast, Lyle mentioned some names, as he has a habit of sometimes doing, and he may have implicated those names in some actions we cannot verify. So, in order to protect those implicated, as well as my possibility of a career at SNL, we've done some redactions. Anyways, stay hydrated and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Anyways, I think, like, come on, man, you don't think I was, like, clapping some cheeks? No. Not at all. I'm, I'm going to stop talking now because I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm so, insecure we, on my own pod now. We were talking about, okay, we were talking You out-alphaed me. No, you out-guilted me with your little, <laughs> with your little Catholic cross. I don't want to talk about It's not something we should be talking about. I hope to. Listen. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right, I'll be honest. I already put this shit in my head. Oh, oh. I was like, man, I, man, you know fucking him. I was like, really? And then he broke down why he believes it. And I'm like. And my horny perverted ass is like, yeah, that's probably true. The other people who were there, if that happened, would one hundred percent would have said to to me, "Yo, like this got crazy in X Y Z," and no one ever did. So I'm not gonna say nothing now. I'm like, I'm not gonna say nothing. No, it's it's you know, it it, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I I if there, I would definitely plant my flag on nothing nefarious happening. Uh. With, with that situation 
Um, yeah, but in terms of laughology, headliners coming and being realized. Joey Diaz is always great. Um, Brian Callum was really nice uh, to us. Um, I'm trying to think of... You know how weirded Brian Callen out when I said... I introed him and I said, uh, he was the only one that didn't get on Oz. He was on Oz? <laughs> yeah. He was the he was uh, teaching like niggas how to read and shit because he was a teacher. And he was the only character never... where they didn't say what he was in for. Oh, uh, okay, interesting. Because yeah, they I... did flashbacks. You watched Oz, right? I haven't watched it. I <laughs> see. This is one of the funny. Odds is one of those shows where I've watched every character die, <laughs> like the YouTube, yeah. But I've never seen the show. But because of seeing those types of videos, I'm like. Oh yeah, there was a storyline with like the intellectually disabled brother, and they had him kill the guy because he wanted to have sex with the lady at the prison. Blah, blah, blah. So like, I know the show, but I haven't seen. So that's probably he didn't get killed and he didn't get assaulted. So that's probably he just kind of disappeared. It was weird. Like there's yeah. no every character you kind of. But anyways, yeah, yeah, he was on that. Okay, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, uh, he was nice. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I mean, yeah, almost all the interactions were good, unless it was like a younger headliner someone who was also maybe in like their 20s those folks tended to act up oh i remember it was it was uh some some white girl from a girl code guy code whatever and i was featuring she was headlining i did not like that bitch i can't even remember her name but i just remember i'm not i can't even because unfortunately there was like quite a few of them where it's like yeah here's this person who's from like an mtv show or something of that nature and then it was just like yo could you like not it's like we had like three rules for lapology so that we didn't like get in trouble from the school it was like don't like obviously do drugs at the venue uh never did that no uh don't don't drop if you're not black don't drop an n-bomb uh don't talk, i did that a lot don't talk about the fucking school shooting that happened uh, I got that note as well, and then and like no like no assault jokes. Uh, those were like the three rules, and yeah, and then you know we would explain that very delicately to people in the back, and then the younger people were almost always like go up and say, "I'm not supposed to talk about this," and it's like this rule is in place not only because we don't want to get in trouble from the school, but this show has been running for like a decade. We know what college students respond to and laugh at. They're not even going to laugh at this. So you breaking the rule isn't even worth it because it's just going to bring the whole show down. And again, you know, you're not doing a corporate gig. Yeah, yeah. you've you've you did laughology. You probably did laughology. You're like the Alec Baldwin of laughology, <laughs> where you did it. You did it more than anybody who wasn't in laughology. I definitely uh, used uh, my relations a lot. I yeah. e you. No, but you, and Andre. But to that point, you've been there. Always did great. You yeah. know, it's the easiest room in the world to not fuck up. Yeah. It's like so easy to have a great set there. And yeah, these people would break the three rules that we had and it would always it would always go back. And it was always like the younger headliners. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I wish I got the headline laugh out. I didn't like the I was like, pull your credits, Lyle, but now I'm like I kind of feel like I, I, I'm like getting grandfathered into headlining spots now mm-hmm. that I couldn't do before. Yeah, just like yeah, fuck. Well, also because more and more headliners are just kind of like I'm not going to fucking Tucson for seven hundred dollars. You know, yeah, yeah. So two it's days. Like, I'll go to Tucson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Birdman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking walking in. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I hear you. It's like, I will pick that shit up. Uh, yeah. No, I hear you on that, man. But yeah, yeah, I haven't had inter- too many interactions with like, I don't know, pe- I haven't had an interaction with someone like a Burr level where I can, where I was like, hey, like, yo, here's my situation. Nice to meet you, man. Uh, I will say if there's a person that I really want to meet, yeah. I really want to meet George Wallace because he's he he's probably the first he's the first comic that I saw like live and I saw him in Vegas with my dad and my brother and my cousin I was like I want to do that I was like whatever this is that this man is doing right now this is the shit hey how you doing Matt oh what you <laughs> we and we but that's the thing we were front row yeah we were in the front row and he immediately pinged me and my family and was like what the fuck is this because it was like me my brother who looks like a hawaiian my big ass black dad and then my cousin george who's just like a pale was this pale irish kid and he's just like wait this is a this is for black people <laughs> what you you kept adopting kids until they got what what happened yeah, here yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it was great he kept coming back to us the whole show and I, we, he chatted me up uh, for a couple minutes afterwards too. Uh, this was at the Pink Flamingo in like 2010. So I would love to meet him and just be like, "Hey, man, like, first off, you just being as funny as you are inspired me to like want to do this. And then second, and then on top of that, and maybe even more importantly, you were really fucking nice to me, and that means and that meant a lot." And was further encouraged. Yo, that's something that so many people don't. This is like why, like I. I mean, because I know, like, I have a rec- uh, reputation in I was an asshole. That's not even like I'm not. I'm not really not an asshole. I'm just kind of cranky. But just being... I saw you nod your head in front of my peripheral. But, no, just, like, being nice, like, goes so far. Like, because... The thing is with comedy is, like... Okay, me and you, we did basketball camps growing up, right? Yeah. And I remember there was a camp... How we got into this conversation is so funny. <laughs> We've really gone down a winding road here. Holy shit. Yeah. No, but I remember it was at this um I, I was at this one basketball camp and Rafter Austin and Rafter Austin just being nice. This is like two thousand four mm-hmm. in Orange I had just moved to Oakland, but my mom was like and like, ah, let's do this basketball camp out here and I remember meeting um Right there, Austin, and then he was like, "Don't think I." He's like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, oh, "I'm from Oakland." Because he kind of like it was like a bunch of white kids, some suburban black kids, mm-hmm. and he was like, "All right, this little nigga seems like he's got the most swag out of anybody." He's like, "He's like, what you doing here?" Like, "Like, where you from?" I'm like, "I'm from Oakland." He's like, "They don't got basketball camps in Oakland," and I'm like, "Them niggas run out of pumps." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it goes such a long way to just yeah have a person who's in the field that you want to be in, or just at a level that you want to be at. Just be like, oh yeah, man, cool. You know, they don't have to hold your hand to go, oh, nice to meet you. Do you want to do 15 minutes for me? Like, you know. Yeah. No one's expecting that. It's just like, yeah, if you're just not an asshole and are relatively nice, it, it goes a long way and inspires people, man. Um, do you remember? All right. All right so, so I'm going to ask you. I'm, I'm going to say mine real quick. But the comics that you met that were older and did, like, just made you feel like you belong because you respect them so much. For me, I'll say the moments I had was um, Sully McCullough. It was this room, Club Deluxe in San Francisco. And it was every Monday. It was $5. It would pack out a Club Deluxe. And it was just like the best comics who were like working the punchline. But then you would have people that was working the weekend in the punchline. And often you would have comics who would be like, 
Yeah, San, San Fran's dope. Let me, you know, they call it San Fran. San Fran's dope. Let me stay a few more days. And Sully McCullough was there. And I got off stage. And this is like when I'm like seven months in and I have like a really hot five and, and I'm wearing suits on stage and shit. And he's like, you are funny. You are very, very funny. I'm like, oh shit. I know you from the Jamie Foxx show and uh, don't be a menace to South Sun while drinking your juice. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Like, yeah, that was one. Um, what was another that like just really made me feel like, oh shit, I'm kind of in the club. I didn't know him from before, but Paulo Gata. I opened oh, okay, from, yeah. from in uh, Monterey, and I was definitely not qualified to feature. They had me doing 25 minutes, and I had maybe 15 mm-hmm. that I stretched out. First show, I fucking killed. Like, I just bullshit my way through it with, like, 12 hot minutes, and then just charisma and young black yeah. comic charm. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, we all have... <laughs> We've all had those sensors. Like we're getting by purely on the fact that we're under the age of twenty-five. Like, like remember, like drumline Nick Cannon, like yeah, drumline yeah. where you're like, oh, this guy can maybe be a little Will Smith, and then it's just yeah. like, all right, now just this whole tap that can't stop fucking. But it's like it, it, it was like like that kind of energy, right? Exactly, exactly. So then, um, second show, I bomb, and then he make he makes fun of my bomb, but he also like digs me up. Uh, and yeah, he's just fucking hilarious and he's complimentary, and I'm just like, oh wow, this is like a professional comedian and. You know, he, I fucking love Paul Gata. You know, nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, those those are like the two I could think of off, off top. Mm-hmm. Did you have like one like guys where you like, oh shit? Yeah. Um. Rest in peace to Eric Myers. Um. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh. I remember he came into the Lapology show, and I had I had one of like the best uh one of the best sets I had had up to that point. You know, doing comp. It's like yes, I had been doing it for maybe like you know a year and a half at that point, but like. In terms of total time spent, it was more like I had been doing it like seven months because, you know, I would do it when I was at school. Well, you can't get as many sets in Santa Barbara, too. And and I would go home and just not do comedy over the summer at all uh, as well. So it was just like these like four month gaps. I was the one to drag your ass out the house. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But um, yeah, I had a great disgrace to that. And he just came up and was like, he was just like, yeah, you just gotta keep doing it, man. You're gonna, you've got it. You, you absolutely. And it was like very nice to hear because he leveled laughology. He, Eric Myers had one of the top top five headlining set that I've seen at UC Santa Barbara. Who are the other four, if you can remember? Uh, Baron Vaughn absolutely obliterated the one time that he did it. I can see that. Um, first time Todd Glass did it, uh, just. Because what happened was, is that he was doing his closer, which is like this very long rant and he was halfway through it. And then a girl in the front row pulled out her phone. And so he just like jumped down and redid the entire joke just at her face. Uh, And it's like a 10 minute bit, just screaming at this 18 year old girl. It's just like, it's like the most appropriate thing, probably not, but it was very funny. Uh, we all thought he was going to have another heart attack. We were very scared. It couldn't was, fly today. Yeah, yeah, but he was sweating. It was, but it was, it was an incredible moment. Um, so yeah, Myers Vaughn, Todd Glass, um, Moshe Kasher when he did, of it. course, His alumni uh, was you know the hotness at the time for sure as well. People, it was like that was like one of the shows. Was like, oh shit, you guys got this guy. Um, and then. Uh, the fifth one, I'll just chalk it up to the field. There's plenty of other ones that that were great and went really well, but those four are the ones that always stick out in my head. Those are the four that I'm like, yeah, that like 
gave us like a reputation of just being like this hot shit. Um, but back to your question of like, you know, older comics, uh, people, you know, established treating me nice. Uh, yeah. Eric Myers, Maja Brani is the one who told me to drop out of law school. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I did kill Tony at the store when he was one of the the judges and it just devolved to him to be like, why are you in law school? He's like, leave, go stop doing it. He was like, and he was like, I went to grad school and I dropped out after he was like, get the fuck out. What's the point? What, why? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, that was encouraging. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say those are the two that like stick out in my head. Okay. There's another one. And I, I, we did Laughology together was when I was hosting featuring, um, cause at Laughology, like for the longest, like the host would be the feature or whatever. Yeah. It was, um, Steve Wilson. Oh, Steve Wilson was great. Yeah. Steve Ooh. Wilson was so fun because it's like, he, you'd be like, you were like, what the hell is this guy going to talk to these kids about? Like, there's no way that this is going to connect, but it did. He, he, he was. Wait, wait, wait. Can you just set to say, can you just like give us your image of Steve Wilson? All right. So Steve, well, Steve Wilson would do like, like tired, like, like tired black dad material. I, I feel like, and like, just like the life experience of like, you, I, I don't mean this in a disparaging way. But it he co-hosted a radio show with D.O. Hughley. Exactly. It was Kings of Comedy Light, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, none of these white surfer kids at Santa Barbara have ever seen, like, that Bernie Mac set from Deaf Comedy Jam. No. Or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like they have, like, no context for this, but he always he always found a way to connect. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So that's Steve uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a comic. Um, but then. So, so for me, it was like Steve, like, I was sitting at the bar. And most of the headliners, like I, you know, even if they told me good set, like they never really talked to me. Oh, um, what's it? What's it? Lisa Landry, you know her? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She was. She told me she's like you were. So, I learned what you were incredible. You were. Yeah. You were just. And I was just like, oh, dope. Like so, that was a moment. Yeah, it um, was really nice. So nice. But um, so Steve, I'm sitting at the bar, and Steve, Steve goes, uh, "What you thinking about?" And then I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to get the drink. And I'm like, what you going to do? He said, I'm going to have some red wine. I was like, I think I want to have some red wine, too. I need a father figure. Right. <laughs> and, then, and Steve Wilson saw me have what is probably like a top five set. I crushed it. And he's like, man, that's really funny. Then I see him go up there. And he just has a fucking amazing set. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm just like, wow. I'm like, I really felt like I was at the party. And Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know who else was like that? Tony Baker. Uh, yeah. Tony Tony Baker was really nice to me after an Apero show. Hey, uh, yeah, no, this is an Apero too. Yeah, Steve Wilson, yeah, 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 it was an yeah, Apero. Yeah. I had a really great set, and he just first he's like, I, he was like, I didn't know you were black, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, man, was, I just found out your DNA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, he's, he's, he's talking about this, this, and that. It was really funny, you know. So great. I mean, great dude. Uh, I've bumped into him. Uh, at other places, I don't know if I ever brought up like, "Hey, I was like 18 and you were super nice," but probably, probably will next time I see him. Um, but yeah, yeah, those. I mean, it always feels good to have have people that are more established than you give you props and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling. So, so say all that to say, being nice goes a long way, um, especially at someone's birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? This ain't gonna be a pre-show. This is gonna be an episode. So Matt is gonna 
edit this and bleep out whatever needs to be. <laughs> we're going to censor some names and then we're just going to let it ride. Okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just throw yeah, in the bleeps yeah. and throw in yeah, what you yeah. feel needs to be bleeped. Yeah. And, and and that's that. Yeah. There, uh, yeah. At the end of the day, there was a lot of comics who could be accused of trying to sleep with 18-year-old kids who invited them to do a show at UCSP. So... <laughs> Uh, those fucking degenerates that we work with. I'm like, I might have tried to sleep sleep with an 18 year old now. That I, think about it. I was 25. That's not nasty. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, and I didn't get excited over the fact they're 18. I'm just like, <laughs> well, see, that's the most people. That's the problem. Is that most people too? Yeah, I'm just like, bitch, you here? Yeah, yeah. barely legal. It's like, why Why is that appealing? <laughs> I don't like knowing that... Uh, what, oh, this would have been a crime six weeks ago. <laughs> it's like, what the yeah, yeah, I don't get how you can get off on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I've been your host, Lyle Barron. Special thanks to co-host Matt Duckett. Hope you guys enjoyed the show and enjoy your week. And I will see you on Friday. Be good to yourselves. Be well. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to other people only if they deserve it. And whatever you listen to this on, rate this five stars. If you don't rate it five stars, I'm inclined to believe that you're a hater. Shout out Bomani. <laughs>